I'm Trevor Cummings, and these are my thoughts on money. Hello, and welcome to the Thoughts on Money podcast, what we like to call Tom. I'm Trevor Cummings, your host of the Thoughts on Money podcast and your author of the Thoughts on Money blog. I'm here solo today, so you're going to get a shorter than normal podcast. Blessings to you. Uh, The conversation today will be the conversion conversation. This time of year is always interesting to me because I feel like once you get past Halloween, everything happens very quickly. It's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, 2023. So this is the time of year where we start getting a lot of end-of-year planning conversations, and a lot of that's around taxes because you want to do particular things at the end of 2022 to change your tax situation before the year ends. So those conversations could be tax loss harvesting. They could be end-of-year retirement contributions. Also, I'm getting a lot of inquiries about Roth conversions. Now, today's article and today's conversation will be about Roth conversions. I want to tell you as a listener, I hesitated when writing on this subject because it's not really my heart with this podcast or with the articles I write to get very much into the technical Um, I prefer the softer side of financial planning, and my hope is that I could teach you how to think. And a lot of my encouragements would lead you to having conversations with your advisor, whether that's your CPA, your attorney, your financial advisor, and that y'all would get deep and jump into the technical. Why technical is hard to write about is because the answer is always it depends. There's so many variables for somebody's particular financial plan that it's very hard to give overarching advice. And therein lies the problem because there's a ton of articles out there that say things like five things that you should do before the end of the year or an incredible idea to build your wealth. But from my experience, financial planning is extremely personal. That's why they call it personal finance. So when we talk about Roth conversions today, I more want to look at the why rather than the how. Roth conversions are a very popular topic in financial planning, which means a lot of people start with the assumption is, I should start doing Roth conversions. So we've gotten this far into the podcast, and I haven't even talked about what Roth conversions are. So let's pause real quick. Here's what a Roth conversion is. A lot of people, well, actually, let's go back in history. Um, maybe 30 or 40 years ago, maybe your parents or grandparents or uh, maybe you particularly uh, had a pension at work. And that was what you do. You would work for 30 years for one company. They would provide a pension. And then when you would retire, that pension would replace your income you got from work. Sometime in history, I'm saying sometime in history because I don't know the exact year, uh, there was a transition from those being called defined benefit plans to a lot of employers doing what are called defined contribution plans. Now, maybe you've never heard the term defined contribution plan, but I'm sure you've heard the the term 401k. All that means is if you went to the tax code, it would be in 401 letter K. That's where you'd find the details. Uh, And what this allowed you to do is take money from your paycheck, put it into a retirement account, and that account would not be taxed, meaning you put pre-tax money in, And if you traded in the account, uh, capital gains, dividends, uh, all those things would be deferred to be taxed in the future. Now, 30 years later, most people are retiring with a significant amount of their wealth in two places, the equity in their home and their defined contribution plan. 
those 401k plans. What is going to happen when you start taking money out of that 401k plan? It will be treated as ordinary income. There's also an IRS tax rule that says when you turn the age 72, you have to begin taking a minimum distribution. Now, if you want to know the specific amount, you can go to the IRS website, but for our conversation today, we'll use the number 4%. It's in the realm, the right zip code, that you probably have to take out about 4%. So let's say for this fictitious person, they've built up a $4 million 401k plan. And maybe they have other savings. Maybe they have some rental properties um, and other resources that they've used to create income to cover their lifestyle and their expenses. And maybe they haven't been withdrawing from the 401k plan. Well, when they get to 72 at $4 million and we're saying something like 4%, all of a sudden the IRS is going to have them distributing you know, roughly $160,000 from that 401k plan. Where does that $160,000 show up? shows up as taxable income. So sometimes when those minimum distributions start, it can be a surprise to investors on how it's going to impact their tax plan. Now, go back in history, that's the agreement that they made. They were going to defer the taxes. The Roth conversion means that somebody is electing to take money out of their retirement plan that has pre-tax money and moving those dollars into a Roth IRA. The difference between a traditional IRA or a 401k and a Roth IRA is that the Roth IRA is after-tax money. So by doing that conversion, you're electing to pay the ordinary income today, and the destination of that money will be the Roth IRA that will will grow tax-free in perpetuity. Now, I've said a lot there, but let's keep it simple. One question we should be asking if we're sitting on the sidelines and watching people do Roth conversions is why in the world would you be electing to pay taxes today versus deferring them to the future? Doesn't it always seem better to pay taxes later? And I'm going to solve that riddle for you today. If somebody is considering a Roth conversion, then they believe they're going to get a better tax rate today than they would get in the future. Now, I'm not saying that they have... uh, some sort of speculation on what future tax rates are. They know their own personal situation and they can see why the taxes today could be more advantageous than paying the taxes later. So let's think about what that would be. And I can give you a lot of scenarios, but I can't give you every scenario. So let's say that there's a couple where uh, the wife lost a husband in 2022 and they're looking down the road and they're not planning to get remarried. Granted, they don't know what the future has in store, but they know that 2022 is the last time they're going to file as married filing jointly. If you know the tax code, married filing jointly is a lot different than being a single filer. So for that person, could it make sense to do a Roth conversion in 2022? It could. And that's where they would work with their advisor to do some planning. Um, Maybe somebody's making a career change. And in that career change, they're going to have lower income this year than they normally would. Could it make sense to do a Roth conversion? Perhaps. Really, all we're doing here is we're trying to think about we have when we have a 401k plan or a retirement plan, there's kind of like this silent business partner. His name is Uncle Sam. It's kind of funny. When we, when we think about our own home, let's say you have a million-dollar home. But you, you'll often, the next sentence, you'll say, hey, you know, I have a million-dollar home, but I owe 400000 
So you do the math in your head and you're like, I have $600,000 in equity. The funny thing is we don't do that with 401k plans. You might say, I have a million dollar 401k, but the next sentence that comes out of your mouth, you're not talking about, and Uncle Sam has a claim on some of that, right? Because that's all pre-tax money. So when you're thinking about a Roth conversion, you're trying to be intelligent about this idea is, hmm, how do I make the best arrangement with Uncle Sam? Can I be strategic and cut a deal with Uncle Sam where I keep 85% of my 401k plan and the taxes are 15%? Or is there another strategy I can do where uh, taxes are only 12%? And that's why, from a financial planning perspective, those scenario planning uh, concepts are really helpful because you can start to do a side-by-side of like, if I did no Roth conversions versus some Roth conversions in particular years, and again, I'm not trying to overwhelm you, but the reason you can't, or the reason it's difficult to write an article about this is that there's so many variables. I mean, go back to your high school math class, right? When you wanted to solve an equation, you couldn't solve if there was an X and a Y. You just needed one variable that you could isolate. So when you start thinking about Roth conversions and the impact it would have on your adjusted gross income, and you start to think, hmm, that could have impacts on Medicare premiums and things of that nature, that's why you have to be very thoughtful when making a decision like this. The other thing that you want to think about is that there was a recent change in uh, the tax code, and that change revolved around how the next generation would inherit retirement accounts. In the past, and this tax code has changed, if I inherited a 401k plan or an IRA plan from my mom or dad, I got to stretch the distributions out of that retirement plan um, over a, a certain time period. That code changed where now uh, an inheritor has basically 10 years to do that distribution. So if you're doing legacy planning and you have that $4 million 401k and your kids are now in their peak earning years and uh, you know perhaps you're kind of looking down uh, the line of, of what your longevity looks like and let's say you had two kids and, and they're going to inherit $2 million that they have to distribute over a 10-year period. I mean, talking about adding $200,000 of taxable income to their situation. So again, that's where the planning could come into play, and you could start to look at, hey, if I make this assumption about my longevity, I make this assumption about tax brackets, could it make more sense to elect to pay taxes today versus paying taxes tomorrow? And that kind of brings us full circle. That's what a Roth conversion is all about. You are signing up to pay taxes today versus paying taxes tomorrow. And you can't believe exactly what the difference in those will be. So you'll have to make some educated guesses and assumptions. One of the things I mentioned in the article, I often just use our current tax brackets today versus making any assumption of what future taxes look like. And I start to do that scenario planning so that we can see, is there benefits to doing these conversions? One thing I would love to add here, I did one of these scenario planning recently for a client. And for this client, I know that they have a large inheritance coming. I know that they're in between careers where their income is lower than it normally is. And they're married and they're filing jointly. And they're in a pretty ideal scenario of getting a lower than normal tax rate. I also start to think for that client, when they do get this significant inheritance, 
it's going to bump up their uh, adjusted gross income just from the new dividends and uh, interest and things that they're going to accrue with this inheritance. So we did some scenario planning where you can look at the lifetime total tax for that person and it is significantly reduced by doing some large conversions. So I did this scenario plan. I look over the lifetime and I'm like, wow, this is a, a case that makes a lot of sense. But here's where I pause. I then look, okay, I assumed both of these people were going to live to 100. Why? Because that's what we do in our financial plans. I don't know if that's true. And when I look at the break-even point of those total lifetime taxes, by doing those conversions, you might not glean the benefit for something like 15 or 20 years if you look at kind of what you paid in taxes versus stretching it. So again, this conversation has a lot of tension on, hey, what are the benefits to me? The reason I was passionate about writing about it or talking about it, even though I'm nervous about going into kind of technical subjects, is because I've probably had this conversation with 12 clients over the last 60 days, which like any classroom setting, um, if one person asks the question, it means it was on three or four other people's minds. So I can't in this article come to a conclusion whether you should do a Roth conversion or you should not do a Roth conversion, but I can teach you how to think. So the whole point of doing the Roth conversion is that you believe strongly in your educated guess that you're going to get a better agreement with Uncle Sam by paying those taxes today versus tomorrow. And you're looking at all considerations. For some clients, those considerations could be legacy planning, right? How that tax burden would fall on the next generation or even how it might lower your own estate for the estate tax exclusion. And this is kind of the path of all Thoughts on Money articles or all Thoughts on Money podcasts is it gives you an idea, a consideration, something to think about, shows you some of the variables, but the last encouraging words is this is a great conversation to have with your advisor. And I'll end with this note. I have seen a lot of people do Roth conversions prior to, to, to me being the advice giver. And I kind of just asked them, tell me about this. Why did you do this? And a lot of times it's like, hey, I read this Wall Street Journal article and it sounded like a really good idea. Or, um, you know, a friend was doing it and they encouraged me to do it. And that's why I want to make sure everybody always gets back to the why. Why would you do this? And again, I'm giving you the why. You would have a strong case that you could build that you're going to pay less taxes today than you would in the future. And that would be the advocation for a Roth conversion. If you're not prepared to give multiple bullet points and reasons for why that looks like it, I would probably do a timeout and slow down and have a conversation. I get it. Some of these financial planning items seem sexy or trendy or exciting and, and, and you want to engage in them. But really, I'm going to encourage you to always get back to the why. So again, shorter podcast than normal. Obviously, you have just me, not Sean and I today. Um, more technical article than normal. But as we all are kind of dipping into the end of year planning, hopefully it'll be helpful to you. Um, because there is a, a lot of financial language here and um, a lot kind of left to be imagined, I'll encourage you, you can email me. Uh, easy email to remember is tom, T-O-M, at thebonsagroup.com. Happy to engage in a conversation, answer any questions you have, and be as helpful as I can. At this point, I'll ask you to rate the podcast, five stars are preferred, all comments are welcome, and then 
myself and hopefully a partner will be back, not next week, celebrating Thanksgiving, but the week after um, to share more of our thoughts on money. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor before establishing a retirement plan.